Tonight I'm going to begin by sharing a story with you that recently took place in Susie's life. All right, this is not anything that involved me directly. She just told me about it, so I'm going to share it with you. And as I share this story with you, I want to make one simple request very quickly, and that is this. Please don't get upset at me because of a conversation Susie had with someone you don't know. All right? Say, why would you say that? Because some of you would get upset about a conversation I didn't have that Susie did with someone you don't know. All right? So don't let yourself do that. Just listen and see where this might have relevance in your life. So recently, Susie was having this conversation with someone here in the area, and this is a lady that has recently been widowed, all right? In the last few years, she has been widowed, and so Susie and this woman were having this conversation, and somehow in the midst of this conversation, this lady's weight and size came up, all right? Now, I don't know how it happened. Frankly, I don't care how it happened. I just know that to some extent, in some manner or another, her weight or her size came up, and this is what she said to Susie, that prior to her husband's passing, they as a couple had always worked and given themselves to exercise, watching how they lived, their lifestyle, etc., because they wanted to take care of themselves. But she made an admission to Susie that went something like this, and the admission was important, she said something to this effect that she had let herself go since the passing of her husband. So she had gained weight. She wasn't as small as she used to be. And then she made this statement as well, or expressed this thought, that though she knew she had let herself go to an extent, she didn't care. She just didn't care. It was like she had lost the motivation to take care of herself to the same degree that she once did. So again, here is an individual admitting something that probably isn't the most enjoyable thing to admit of letting herself go, but then also acknowledging, I don't care. I know I need to, but I just haven't been able to care. Now this evening, if you think that with me telling you this story, that there is any measure of negativity on my part toward her, let me tell you, you would be wrong. And here's why. I, like so many others, have dealt with the exact same struggle but for different reasons. And maybe some of you would be able to identify with the principle in play here. Some of you may be honest, like myself, and have to say something like this, over the years, you've kind of let yourself go. Maybe you don't give yourself to health and exercise like you once did. You're just not as on top of it as you once were, but if you were honest, you would also have to say this, apparently I don't care either. Because if I did, things would be different. <laughs> I 
I'm just saying, can any of us relate to this, identify with this? Well, of course we can. Of course we can. If we're ever going to get off this merry-go-round where it's the same struggle over and over and over again, at some point we've got to find something that works for us. We have to. If we don't, we're going to be on that never-ending merry-go-round of, i got to do something about this, i got to address this, I've got to take care of this, and then just kind of throwing the hands up in the air and saying, I quit, I don't care, whatever. And if you're sitting here tonight saying, Brother Kyle, that has never been an issue with me, that has absolutely never been a struggle of mine, I can't relate to that woman, you or anyone else, well, here's what we know is that same principle plays out in so many different areas of life. I'll illustrate just a couple of them real quickly, and these are not spiritual in nature completely, though they are. It could be something like this, and I know I've touched on this recently, but it could be something like the realm of finances. Somebody could say something like this, I'll admit I'm not the most disciplined when it comes to finances. And then they might have to take it a step further and say something like this, truth be told, apparently I don't care because I keep doing the same things that I've been doing for years and years and years and years. Somebody may say something like this, I have to admit my work ethic isn't the greatest and apparently I don't care. Because I'm exactly where I am today, where I was a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. We understand this principle, do we not, at least in one realm of life or another, that, that there are times that admissions have to be made, and it's a difficult admission to make, and, and then sometimes we have to take it just a little bit further and say, apparently I don't even care because I'm not giving it any effort or any honest effort at changing this. So as we keep all that in mind, I want us to begin tonight by looking at the end of verse number 133. At the end of verse 133, here's what the writer says. He says, let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Let not any dominion or iniquity have dominion over me. Most of you know this. Most of you comprehend this without my explanation, but we'll just walk through it very quickly. Iniquity is a reference to sin or wickedness. All right, that's what iniquity is a reference to. It is a reference to sin or wickedness. The word dominion carries the idea of something having authority over something else. And so here is what the writer said. God, do not let, do not allow there to be any sin, any iniquity, any wickedness to have dominion or authority or power over me. 
Now think about the admission in that statement. The admission in that statement is this. I recognize my potential to be enslaved by sin. I recognize my potential to let sin have dominion in my life. That, friends, is an important admission, and it's an admission that probably the writer did not long to make, but he knew if he was honest, he had to admit that there was potential for sin to have that control and authority in his life. As I thought about this declaration, as I thought about what's implied with this request made unto the Lord, I thought back to Sunday morning Sunday school lesson. I know not all of y'all were in there, and I know that not everyone who was in there will remember this completely, so I'll just go through this real quickly. But last week in Sunday school, I asked those who were in our class to be honest about something and name a sin that tends to be a natural struggle in their lives. I said, I want to go around the room, and anyone who's willing to participate, I want us to, to be honest about what sin seems to be a natural response, or a natural struggle, rather, in our lives. And you know what there was before anyone really answered that? Hesitation. You know why? Because it's not fun to have to admit I struggle with this. It's not fun to have to admit this seems to have control in my life at times. No one who takes their spiritual life even halfway serious wants to raise their hand and say, Ooh, 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 I've got one. No, what do we all want to do? We all want to deny that there is this potential in our lives to be enslaved to sin. But eventually, the class cooperated, and we started listing some things that we struggle with. I began, so as not to pick on anyone, by saying this. It seems to be a natural struggle of mine to not respond in rudeness or in harshness because of my impatience with others. You understand what I'm saying? It's my natural struggle, it seems, to respond in rudeness or harshness at times because I'm impatient with the behavior of others. 
It went on with confessions like this. My issue is pride. Someone else said my issue is with discontentment. Someone else said my issue is with negativity. Another one said it's a lack of faithfulness. Someone else said it's a lack of friendliness. Someone else said it's a lack of compassion. And there were several examples that went on. And here is what I know. If we went around the room tonight and we were honest, everyone would have to say, man, here's my struggle. I'm not saying this is the only one, but this seems to be one of the biggest ones. Someone might say, for me, it's lust. Someone else might say, it's immoral thoughts. Someone else might say, it's addiction. Someone else might say, it's temper. Someone else might say, it's worry. Someone else might say, it's bitterness. As we go through life, here's what it seems like. It seems like at times those particular issues are exercising dominion in our lives. You ever been there? You may say, Brother Kyle, I really can't think of anything I struggle with. We'll start with ignorance then. And if you still can't think of anything you struggle with, we'll move on to arrogance. Because every single one of us have issues. Every single one of us have struggles. Now here's what seems to be my tendency and maybe would be your tendency as well. Kind of like me with my weight. Maybe like you with your weight or something else. Here's what I do. I buckle down and I get serious about it for a while. You ever been there? Whatever the issue is, whatever the struggle is, whatever it might be, i got to get this under control. I've, I've got to get serious about this. And, and so we start addressing it. I start trying to be more mindful of the words that come out of my mouth. And I try to be more patient. I try to be less angry when situations upset me. I try to be more aware of it. The one who is proud says, I've got to work on this. And I need to address this. The one who's not content says, I've got to work on this and address this. The one who likes faithfulness says, I've got to buckle down on this. The, the one who's got the temper, the one who worries, the one who's got bitterness says, I've got to work on this. And that's what we do, isn't it? And then what happens? For whatever reason, we find ourselves falling right back into that trap again. Please don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. We find ourselves right back in the same position we were in. 
without even realizing it, I was harsh. Without even realizing it, I was hateful. Without even realizing it, my tone was wrong. Without even realizing it, the person's discontent. Without even realizing it, pride swells up. And then here's what seems to happen so many times. Whatever the natural struggle is, it's like we reach the point like the lady that Susie visited with some time ago. It's like we reach this point where we're saying, I don't even care anymore. Have you ever been there? It's not a fun admission to make, but it's true. It's like we get tired of fighting it. It's like we get tired of dealing with it, or we get relaxed, we get complacent. And what do we do? We just slide right back into that area of struggle that seems to be that area of struggle all our lives. Just drift back into it. It's frustrating because what do we want? We want victory over these issues. I don't want to be the same guy in five years with my tongue that I am today. I want victory. And if you struggle with whatever it is you struggle with, your, your desire tonight should be this. I want victory because victory is available. But just like is the case with everything else in life that we struggle with, we have to find something that will actually work. Like if I'm wrestling with my weight, which just so you know, I am, okay? If I'm wrestling with my weight, I don't need to go home to Susie and say, babe, I'm going vegan for the next six months. That's stupid. It's not going to work. That won't last six minutes in our house. I've got to find something that works. Whatever your struggle is, you've got to find something that works. Well, friends, in the spiritual struggles that we have in life, what must we do? We must find that which works. Because it's not enough for us to determine that in and of ourselves, we'll just buckle down and get everything squared away. It's obvious, but I'm going to say it anyways. If that was what worked, we would have done it years ago and gotten past it. I'm not able to buckle down enough and get control of my tongue. You're not able to buckle down enough and get control of whatever your struggle is. So what, what is the only thing that will work for us? Well, notice what he said in verse 133 before he admitted his potential to being enslaved by sin and asking God to not let that be the case. He said, Order my steps in thy word. Order my steps in thy word. What does it mean to order something? It means to direct or guide something. All right, direct or guide or to establish something. What does it mean whenever he speaks of steps? It means or it is dealing with the direction of one's life. So here he is saying, Lord, 
I don't want to have sin have dominion in my life. Now, Lord, in order for that to to not happen, in order for that to not be the case for me where sin does have dominion in my life, here is what I need. I need you, Lord, to order my steps according to your word. I need your word to direct me. I need your word to guide me. I need your word to be established in my life. God, I cannot have victory without your word constantly working on my behalf. Does that mean the struggle goes away 100% completely and we never deal with it again? We know better than that. It still flares up from time to time. But we are able to say victory is available. But there's something amazing about this, that victory is not available outside of a right relationship with the Word of God. Think about this. If we're honest, it's hard to even draw the parallels and how this correlates with one another, right? I mean, initially, how is me being in the Word of God and letting the Word of God lead me and guide me and be established in my life, how is that going to help me with my tongue? The answer is, I don't know, but it does. It's what the Bible says. God, if you will lead me and guide me according to your word, if this is what will will happen in my life, then, then iniquity, sin, will not have dominion in my life. How does a person having a right relationship with the word of God, taking it serious, how does that give victory in the area of pride or discontentment or worry or anger or whatever else it might be. I can't connect all the dots for us. But there's some kind of a connection that takes place between a person saying, Lord, I want to be led and guided by your word. There's some kind of a connection between the person who says that and, Lord, I want your word to be established in my life. Something happens when that's the heart of the individual that allows a person to not be enslaved to sin. I know this has been touched on, addressed, dealt with repeatedly throughout the last few months. But that's why we can't underestimate the value of our relationship with the Word of God. Somebody says, yeah, I just don't read the Bible like I should. Yeah, I just don't, don't spend time in the Word like I should. I don't know why I'm still wrestling with this. Oh, I've got an idea as to why. Because there's a connection there. There is a connection between our relationship with the Word of God and the power that sin is able to have in our lives. So this evening, 
I'm going to ask you just a couple of questions and ask the Holy Spirit to help you to be honest in how you answer them. Here's the first one. Is there any ongoing sin that is present in your life that you need to admit to? Is there any sin in your life that is ongoing that you need to admit to? If that's the case, is this something you are wrestling with? Or have you given up on it? Like, you don't even really care about it anymore. If you were honest, you'd have to say, I just kind of given up. I, you know, that's just who I am. I'm a worrier. I'm a person with an explosive temper. I, I'm a person who doesn't, you know, read. I, I'm, just, I'm just that person. Do we have anything in our life by way of sin that we need to admit that it's there? And if so, are we even desirous of not being controlled by that sin? If you want victory, if you really want victory, you need to evaluate your relationship with the Word of God. Brother Kyle, I just, no, 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 stop the excuses. Do you want victory or do you not care? Oh, I want victory. Then get in the word of God. And as you get in the word of God, say, God, I want you to lead me. God, I want you to guide me. God, I want you to establish me in the truth of your word. And when that happens... Victory begins to take place that is not available otherwise. Anything you need to admit to, are you fighting it or have you given up? And if you're fighting it, are you fighting it with that which really works or is it all in your own power and in your own strength? We have to address it the correct way.